Hello, and welcome to the Dynamo Faithful Podcast, your spot for everything Dynamo. With me tonight is the ever-faithful Kyle. What happened to us? And Austin FC's biggest fan, Manny. Moving on up the table, I guess. <laughs> wow, doesn't deny it. We are recapping the last two matchups, discussing league news, and predicting our next two League Cup matches. Hollywood writers and actors have quit on you all, but luckily, here at Dynamo Faithful, we can't afford writers, and Manny can't act. So, we are good to go. Manny, why don't you go ahead and review that 0-3 loss at home to Minnesota for us all? Well, I'm about to act like I cared about this game a little bit, so there's that. <laughs> Here we go. Oh, man, dude. we I think we talked about this last week, was that it to me, it felt like both these games that we're going to talk about today were, like, we needed to win both of them. We were sliding down the the table, and this did not help, obviously. Like, it was just another step towards sliding down the table. And it's hard to keep watching the teams that were, you know, below us just five weeks ago, maybe like pushing above and pushing above. And here we are. And so the fact that, you know, the first two goals in the first half, like what was it within 25 minutes? I think there was we were down to zero. That uh, was deflating. It's and it's hard to come back from from that. You know what I mean? That two goals that quickly is it, it is hard to come back from. I understand. But at the same time, on the flip side of that, 25 minutes down means you have plenty of time to come back from that. You know what I mean? 20 minutes. Oh, 20 minutes. Sorry. Um, Which means you still have 70 minutes to come back from that, right? If they can do it in 20 minutes, then you you should be able to at least tie that in in 70 minutes. Um, But when you're down two goals in 20 minutes, something might not be working on the team. Yeah. And to just chalk it up to being like, oh, well, let's just try harder. You know, it's like, Come on, Ben. Like you're you're the manager. Like make some make some hard calls. You know what I mean? Like you're down 20 minutes. Like maybe there should be something that we do differently before half. You know what I mean? I think at halftime we did make some subs, but maybe we before did. half we need to look at that and be like, hey, what what should we change now? Because something isn't working. And if if literally he's looking at the game, and I'm not saying that I could, right? I, I'm not saying that I I could call it out, but I'm also not a professional manager. But if there was nothing he could look at on the pitch and say, we can change this right now because I see them doing X, Y, Z thing, or we can, we can move this player or we can put this player in and take this player out to be able to do something differently right now. Then something is wrong. Like, I, I feel like that's not okay for a professional manager to be two goals down within 20 minutes and not be able to see what he can change other than just tell his team to play better, work harder. So, Dang, Kyle, what do you have to add to that? To that harsh assessment, harsh but fair assessment for me? Yeah, um, maybe not harsh enough. Uh, oh, I don't dang. know. No, I don't have any any more bombs to drop than that. I think, um, you know, this season I've been really proud of us as the Dynamo Faithful for remaining positive and trying to keep a good, like, fresh take on how things are going. And fortunately for a little while there, like, the team was giving us some good things to work with. The going uh, was good. There was a little, yeah, stuff. there was, there was some fun times that we had. And, you know, if you go back and listen to like season one of dynamo faithful, it was all, it was all Nagamura and sadness and doom and downtrodden. Gloom. Yeah. It was just bad. And, um, and so like this season, it's been like a good, you know, positive outlook. And 
this team is making it really difficult to keep that up right now. Um, ben Olsen is starting to appear a little bit out of his element. Our team, the wheels are just starting to come off a little bit. Steve Clark, I think, is starting to show his, I don't know if it's his age, his he's frustrated. Um, I just think his performances have been low where he was a player we could always kind of count on. Uh, maybe we've put too much pressure on him, you know? Um, I think our hybrid back three slash four defensive approach is starting to get really exposed. Um, this was a great example of that. The Timu Puki goal in this game was like a major, you know, unraveling of our defense. Mikhail steps up and tries to shut down the play at midfield, totally leaves Sviatchenko and Steres out to dry, and their midfielder slots in Timu Puki, who basically strolls his way down the middle of the field with a with an aging grandfather in Daniel Steres trying to chase him down. And Sviatchenko, who's not the fastest player on our team. Um, I just think like we have too many things that haven't been working for too long now that we're like, and Ben Olsen is it's seemingly unwilling to change them. I think there was one sub rotated in this game. I think it and, I, and it was Mikhail. And like Mikhail's great, love the guy this season, but we have got to start seeing rotation. We've got to start seeing fresh takes on the game. We've got to start yes. seeing aggressive, aggressive chances. I mean, three nil at home is a shocking performance. I, I I don't think it can be said enough. Like three nil at home to Minnesota United, who were lower than us on the table coming into this game, is a shocking result. I'll take zero zero. Like I can sit through a nil nil and be fine with that if we fought for it. Three nil at home is terribly poor. And the fact that we didn't respond from this game after this game with some crazy performance is st still even more frustrating. Like it's just a, this is, I've, I've been harping too long in this segment, but <laughs> it's, it's just very, very frustrating to see what Ben is putting out on the field and how he's responding to adversity at this time. And I 3 0 down, sorry, Sisky, 3 0 no, down ahead. is like worse than 3 0 down at home is like worse than last year bad. At least as bad as last year bad, if not worse than last year bad. We've had especially we've had considering lot, the players on the pitch. A lot of our losses have been big losses, guys. If you go back and look, we're not losing very many by a goal. It's usually when we lose, we put out a stinker. So that's that's kind of a problem. And Kyle, I think you hit the nail on the head when you talked about the hybrid defense system kind of getting exposed a little bit. The first goal, even babyface and stares were both kind of like and leaving a player all by himself in the final third. And that's what opened up all that chaos in the box was just, he should have been allowed to be wide open and all alone. Yeah. Steres doesn't know whether to commit to playing as a left back or a left center back. And I yeah. think it's getting really like it. Everybody's picking up on it and the dude's not, he's not quick enough to cover that ground. Mikhail is at least quick young, enough. Yeah. And he's got a very young, uh, forward in front of him. Yeah. who is going to make a lot of those mistakes. Babyface is going to go through growing pains. I think I think buying him outright was the right move. He's shown a lot of promise. He's in a little bit of a slumpiness right now. Even in this game, he burned his defender a couple times, a couple of good uh, step-over tricks that got him past his the uh, right back that he was facing. And I was right there behind him. Like I could 
every time he made a move, I saw it. Every time he made a mistake, I saw it. Every time he didn't pass when he should have, I saw it. Every time he put in a good pass that wasn't picked up, I saw it. So Babyface was probably the person I was watching this game. And, you know, he had a couple of big blunders. Obviously, the, the first one that led to the goal and then a couple of mistakes on the offensive side as well, but a couple of like cool moments, but he's going to have growing pains. He shouldn't be an every game starter like he has been. And that's, that's when we talk about rotation, when he's our first up, you know, and he's, is he even 21? I don't think so. And we're still like having to give him that much trust and that much responsibility he should be a rotation player. Somebody we're bringing off the bench and developing and watching him grow and getting really excited about what's to come. He's not a right now player game in, game out. And that's what's starting to cause, I think, some of these holes is that we have a lot of players like that who might should be a once every couple of games player, not a every single game mega minutes. But we just, the talent gap between our, top tier in our next tier teams is too big. But then Sinski, they wouldn't get played anyway, so it wouldn't have mattered. <laughs> well, I, I think you know, that might wouldn't get rotate it won't get rotated in anyway. So I don't think we've seen a lot of like great play from players when they rotate in. Saicedo's the only one who generally puts in a good shift when he's used his rotation. And he seems to be getting more and more trust because of that. But does that mean Brooklyn, we don't play Brooklyn Reigns? He needs to get time. He I was, agree. He was putting in Brooklyn was putting in some decent shifts whenever he was getting games at the beginning of the season. It wasn't like, you know, mind blowing or anything like that, but he was putting in good enough shifts that I feel like he should still be getting some time and he's not. I think he should too. I also think Ben is getting a little nervous as we're sliding down this table and kind of doing the opposite of Naga where Naga started just doing some really weird stuff to try and like hope maybe this will change or maybe this tactical change or this formation. I think Ben is saying, no, these are my guys that I'm training with every week and that I'm focusing on. They'll get it. They'll get it. They'll get it. We'll come back together instead of saying, okay, let's bring in some fresh legs. Let's give Brooklyn a shot. Let's give Castilla a shot. Let's, let's pull this guy up, this guy up. And but that's, a, that's the thing. I'm not talking about giving someone a shot to change it up just because like, you're like, it's not working. Like talk about legitimate rest. We've been on like double game weeks I feel like we've been on double game weeks just as much as we as we've had single game weeks this season so yeah, far. It's like, been a time. I think they're just tired. Like they're, you know, our our best player mm-hmm. is like we've said a hundred times on this podcast is a million years old. Like when it comes to professional athletes in sports, like he is a million years old. He needs to be rested. I know that he's very important to us. I know that Achacha is very important to us, and he's very important to what we do. But he needs to be rested, and like he's he's 100%. not able to he's not able to get it because. Ben's not willing to make those changes sometimes. Like he got rested one game because he was sick. Like he still was on the bench. <laughs> like, <laughs> That's true. Like I, I agree hundred percent. I'm just trying to, to show why Ben might not be doing it. I think he should be. I think there should be rotation. I'm with you. I'm with Scroggin. Scroggin said in the soccer text that, you know what, we need to just have a bad game on purpose where we put in younger players, a lot of rotation and just, try and fight for a draw and see what, see what they can do and give them a shot just so that Artur can rest, Escobar can rest, Hector can rest. These guys are playing every week, twice a week. Kyle? I'm thinking just right now that maybe trying to think, you know, put myself in Ben's shoes. He 
Shirley would be wanting playoffs more than anything this season, right? So yeah, if he sure. started to roll out guys like Juan Castilla, Brooklyn Reigns, Jacob Evans, I don't think gets enough of a shout, Dynados player, um, other guys from Dose, Papa and Doye, these these dudes that could start to step in and have some good rotation. I, I'm wondering if, you know, if Ben starts rolling out these dudes for cameo minutes if the fan base starts to turn on him a little bit, well, I'll say the fans that maybe aren't following dose or what's going on behind the scenes in the organization, if they start seeing these young players rolled out, they're like, well, Ben's already given up on playoffs and he's kind of thrown away. So maybe he's holding on to his veterans knowing that like, these are the guys that are most likely going to get us playoffs, which I agree with, but it is the, we live on the sun and these old men cannot, play soccer this many minutes out of the week in this you know temperature like it's yeah, just not players, it's not possible how many players on our starting lineup are over the age of 30 right now and and to be clear i'm not saying that's like a, a bad thing necessarily i'm just saying they've been playing not for as a many long time. as you think i think just stare is in hector no is our steve clark steve clark oh, steve, steve clark yeah i don't clark. know i always forget about keep acha acha so that's that's four and everyone else Arthur, is relatively archers like 28 maybe okay that's i wasn't he was the other one i'm not sure of but that's those four players though are four players that play all the time yeah right yeah, yeah. like shoot escobar's not very old and you can tell that it's wearing on him you yeah. know archer this same game, thing it's wearing on him these and guys they're, looked they're, and they're tired primed. these guys looked tired in these these two matches and yeah it's it's getting tough out there for these guys all right we're going to jump to the next one. And Kyle, I think you're just going to give us a quick recap because I think everything we said in this game basically applies to the Colorado game. Yeah. So why don't you do that for us? I think in in a short summary, Bayou City had the tweet of the game where they just said, quote, soccer was played, end quote. And that's pretty much it. We went to Colorado and played out a thrilling nil-nil draw. <laughs> thrilling. Point on the road. I'll take it like that's fine, but I will reiterate after laying an absolute egg on the field at home and dropping, you know, conceding three goals to Minnesota to then go to the lowest team in the league and not really fight for three points was, uh, was a bit demoralizing. Manny, why don't you have your say on that? I want to add, cause we didn't really hit it on this on the first game, but I think it's, it's for both games. On top of our ta- our players just needing rotation, which I 100% believe they do, is we cannot just put the ball in the back of the net right now. Like yeah. We are having the hardest time putting the ball. And in the first game, we had 24 shots, 24 shots, and not a single one went in. I don't even know how it's statistically possible how <laughs> you have 24 shots and not a single one goes in. Um, and... So eight were on target, but again, nothing, nothing in the goal. And then um, the second game against Colorado, this was kind of reminiscent of last season where we played down to our opponent's level. We only had uh, seven shots total and two on target. The XG for that game was 0.4 for Colorado and 0.3 for us. It was a abysmal game when it came to shooting. But in general, we have just been bad at putting the ball in the back of the net. Uh, Aliyu, for all that he does, hold up plays pretty solid. Running with the balls, uh, pretty solid. That final pass, sometimes if he is out wide, is you know, it can be questionable. Um, but he's he's not doing what we brought him in to do. Uh, 
and with the window still open, my God, we need to do something about it. And the part that makes me the most upset is we probably won't. But probably man, won't. we need to. We need to so bad. I'll leave you out to the the left and Baird or Bossy out to the right. And then please bring someone in that can that can get in the middle and finish a ball. Like if you know, if you don't believe that anyone on your bench can do it, because obviously Ben doesn't. He doesn't think Thor can do it regularly. He doesn't think Sebas can do it regularly. We've seen that Aliyu is not doing it regularly. Like you got to bring someone else in, even if, even if that means biting the bullet on the player you just brought in to do it. The U twenty two, you know, Aliyu, like it's okay to own up to the fact that it's he's not working out in that position. Maybe he's just better at being a left wing for us. But man, we got to do something about it. Man, I think you're absolutely right. Finishing is a big deal, and in these last two games, you know, uh, Minnesota they've got St. Clair. He's a pretty decent keeper. Uh, Colorado, their keeper played. He balled out. He made a couple big saves for for him. That I was like, ah, maybe that would have been a goal. But you know, the the announcers had to say his name because he he did something good. And our guys, but we can't beat anybody. I feel like right now between the sticks, they could have put a twelve year old in, and somehow he would have got the the one or two saves that he needed for the game <laughs> and called it a day. Uh, finishing is a big issue, and we have a. DP striker on the bench. And Still? I, I said it on, on Dinah Bros. I don't think Sebas will come in and give us a good shift. I just, I the demoralization, I think, really set in. He's got to be upset about getting benched after one game and getting poultry minutes here and there to, to make up for it. And I think he's just, he's ready to move on. Ben Olsen, it looks like, moved on before the season even started, really. So that seems irreparable. But why is he still on this team? We're in a window where we can move a DP. We got to do it, you know? Unless you're Miami, then of course you can just buy out the DP and get the slot back, even though the rule explicitly says that's not possible. But we're not that if you want. We're not Miami. We don't have enter at the front of our name. No, we are the Houston Dynamo FC. So we don't get those luxuries. But we have to move him. So neither game was spectacular, but that doesn't mean we abandon our friends. No, do not forget about our sponsorable segment, Ben's Bestie of the Week. Manny, who is your Ben's Bestie of the Week? First off, I have to say, Sinski, that was a huge butt. I feel like that was just like the biggest butt that I, <laughs> I've ever heard. <laughs> oh, Sinski even. Um, well, I like work, big butts. Working on, the, on your glutes. <laughs> oh man all right so both games uh it's got to be acha acha like the man played both games he's the one doing all the things especially while coco's gone he's trying to hold this team together you know still doing his huddles still trying to make passes happen uh it's got to be acha acha for me what about you kyle who's your ben's bestie of the week we gotta stop selecting HH as Ben's bestie so Ben will stop playing him so he can get some rest. Okay, man. Oh, that's fair. Good call. That's fair. That's fair. Ben clearly listens to this. It's his favorite segment. It's named after him. And he's like, well, these guys love HH so much. I got to keep playing him. So I'm going to go with someone else. And I'm going to go with Mikhail. This is a little bit of a stretch, but guy came back from his uh, from his red card suspension and slotted right back into our defense didn't necessarily perform great in the 3-0 home loss to Minnesota, but he was the only player 
who flailed and rolled around trying to stop that first goal. So he did make the effort to try and roll in front of the player. (laughs) And then he held a shutout in the (laughs) second game at Colorado. So I'll give him some credit. He literally was rolling on the ground. Like, just see anybody else rolling on the ground, Manny? No, (laughs) a for committed committed to the defensive effort. I'm going to say Ben's bestie is Caicedo because he's holding down the fort for Coco Karaskia. There you have it. Even on a tough week, Ben can still have friends. That was the sponsorable segment. Ben's bestie of the week. Now, I believe it was, um, which one of you? It was Manny. Manny said that Coco has had to have the fort held down while he's out and about. That's going to take us to the league news where Coco has crushed it in the Gold Cup. So, Manny, why don't you tell us how Coco's doing and what we need to do about it? Oh, man. So, Coco won the Golden Ball for the tournament, meaning he was picked as the best player of the tournament. And, uh, woo, 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 got, woo, woo. yeah, he, he definitely deserved it. Um, it's going to put some light on him, right? It's going to shine some light on him that on a stage that he might not have been able to be seen in just in the MLS, right? And so, because of that stage that he was put on, things might happen. Uh, things that we as fans might not want to see, but also things that we we do want to see. We like to see players sold for big money, so hopefully it goes into other transfers in this into the team. Hopefully the money's used correctly, but also us selling Coco if that's a thing that might happen because of you know how well he did on the stage. It's it'll hurt, right? Like right. He's a player that we love to see week in week out, and it'll hurt. And that little that little coconut, you know. With a different color jersey on, it, it'll it'll not feel great. It'll not feel great. I agree, Kyle. I wanted to get your opinion on the Coco situation. Buy or not buy? Keep or sell? Well, um, before I do keep or sell, I just think it's important that we take in the moment that is a Houston Dynamo player being given the golden ball for a a, a tournament of this size. Like that's that cannot be understated. That's true. I saw on the big deal. Big I deal. I think it was Victor Arisa. If I'm wrong, I apologize. But I think he said the Dynamo now have the last two Golden Ball Gold Cup winners on the team. He said uh, Coco and Ache Ache won the last one. So pretty cool. We are very cool. So yeah, I think that's that's important. And as a as a fan, I think it's important also to not rush too quickly into well, who can we sell them to? How much can we get for them? Um, although we will, because we have to, cause we're doing this, but like for Coco, for the dynamo, for us as, as an organization, like it is huge. And obviously we've missed him and Panama, like, gosh, I wanted them to win so bad. I don't want to, I don't want to upset any fans of ours that are El tree, but I wanted Panama to win this thing. So dang bad because I love Coco and they deserve, they deserve to win it. And I, uh, I'm a big fan and I know, you know, Manny, the half Austin, half Mexico fan here. Um, this guy, you can't keep up with his fandom. You know, uh, when you say Manny, did you mean Landon Donovan? Because uh, I think Mexico <laughs> is his number two team. That's true. Yeah, for sure. Thanks. Sinski for sticking up for me there. <laughs> Man, Manny didn't Manny didn't Donovan. I'm Sorry, not sure. That, I name, was, that uh, name didn't boo, work. That was horrible. Yeah. But I will. I'll go ahead and, and throw in my two cents here. So yeah, I think Coco's got a. I think he's got a good big move coming soon. 
Um, it's just like the time is right. You know, he's, he's balled out. He's got a little bit of a, a higher price tag that the dynamo can ask for right now. He's still pretty young. Um, if yeah. he didn't go anywhere, I'd be stoked. Um, if he did go somewhere, I hope it's a good move for him. We've got, we've heard some rumored, you know, destinations out in Spain, Brighton or somehow in the mix. I don't think that one's reportedly very, uh, you know, certifiable, but, uh, that would be awesome too, because I watch the premier league more than I watch, uh, La Liga. So I'd be much happier to see him there. Um, yeah, huge congratulations to him. I'm ready to see him back in the orange. But if he gets us a big old fat paycheck, then that's nice too. Yeah, I hear that. Manny, you had something to add? Yeah. Do you guys think that Ben will move him to like the sixth spot? Like nope. after Absolutely this game, not. After these games? Of course not. Okay. He'll go back. He'll go back he to the right wing. No, I think he will. I think he's going to put him there because the last game we had Hector moving forward more. And so I think he'll just do a double pivot, Artur and Coco. And Hector in front, which is not where I think any of us expected Hector to be at the beginning of the season. But I could be wrong on that. But I think that's what we'll see. I think Ben will make that move. He's going to make that adjustment and help us get back up the table. Fingers crossed. Now, for me, it's very hard because I was all about selling Coco. I thought he's one of the few players on the team we could get decent money for. Uh, decent for MLS, you know. And now that he has balled the mess out, I think we can get real money for him and but it's just hard because we have stunk without coco and which means i have to say this i was wrong because before coco left i was saying maybe we need to bench him figure something outside he's the weak link in the midfield three no he is not the weak link he held it down for panama he absolutely did and we are not holding it down without him so I don't know. Should we sell him? Because the money sounds nice. And I just, here's my thing. Pat Olson, Pat Olson, Pat Onstat talked about <laughs> how he doesn't love this window for moves because it's hard for a player to come in and make an immediate impact. And I think he's pulling from past history because last season we brought in Hector Herrera in the middle of the season, the summer transfer window, and it did not pan out. Hector's mind was on other things. He had just moved here. Um, maybe some nagging injuries and all that stuff. And I think that left a sour spot in Pat's mouth. So if we do sell Coco, I don't think we use that money until next season anyway. And that makes this season kind of a wash. If we lose Coco and don't get a replacement, I don't know how we can continue. So I'm really on the fence because I think we can get maybe $10 million for Coco Karaskia. I think he played that well in the Gold Cup and he's got so much potential football ahead of him at his age and with his talent especially if he does wind up at a brighton or a la liga team that has a little bit of money and, and spends a little bit more on players that's my two cents it's the summertime this is traditionally when world cups take place and the women's world cup is right around the corner kyle what does that mean for the houston dash oh uh, yeah houston dash actually have a really good representation at the women's world cup uh we have sent Five players, three to Canada, one to Nigeria, and um, our kind of like recent Brazilian signing, um, she got picked up as well. So, uh, and cool thing, our three Canadians go up against uh, Nigeria in the first match. So, um, if anybody's looking to get out and, and support the ladies, Thursday, July 20th, 
9 30 p.m there's gonna be a watch party out at sports creek um they got the blue pitches out there so head on out and get a little pickup going with the dynamo and then uh, or with the dash and check out that game it's gonna be a good one that's pretty sweet manny how can they watch Oh, uh, let's see. I believe it's going to be on Fox Sports for you English speakers, Telemundo for you Spanish speakers, and probably anywhere on the dark web uh, that you can that you can get if you're able to get anywhere on the dark web. <laughs> I've never I've never tried to access it myself. Uh, yeah, I don't know how to get to it. Is it like darkweb.co or <laughs> it's it's uh, actually like the reverse of dot dot com. So it's dot mock darkweb dot mock. Like that's it. Yeah, it's just the whole world is opposite there. It's like bizarre world. I thought the dark web was just .uk. <laughs> is that what it is? I've been wrong the whole time then. That was a little joke for our good friend, producer Ian. Yeah, so I think that's pretty awesome. We've got five Dash players in the World Cup. That's really sweet. Hope US does an excellent job. Sorry, Dash guys. I'm still still going for USA. That's that's right. my heart. That's my heart. That's uh, right. And besides, they're World Cup dominators. I think this will be, what, three in a row? Four in a row? I saw that um, the US is their average age this year is like 29 or something. They're like one of the oldest teams at the, uh, the world cup this year, which is interesting because we've historically taken pretty young teams. Yeah. Are we fading as a golden generation right now? Is that what's happening? What's happening is other teams are starting to also care about women's sports a little bit, other countries. And we're not the only country that has, has to pay women well and build women's talent which we've been ahead of the game on for a long time. And now other teams or other countries are, well, they hate America, right? And they're saying, <laughs> we can't let America dominate anymore. We're, our women are going to dominate. So China's putting in a program and the UK's got a good program. and Everybody's got these good programs now trying to keep up with us. So we'll see. And I think they're going to bite our dust. Perfect. Well, I guess they plan <laughs> a pitch, so our dirt. What comes up? The turf? Whatever. Grass? That's true. Sorry, man just made a face when I said bite our dust. Like you've never heard of a very common colloquialism. I think you mean eat our dust is what you meant. Bite our dust. Nope, yeah. not a thing. Whatever. Okay. <laughs> That's going to take us out of the news segment. And now it's time where we predict the future. Put on our profit hats. Ladies and gentlemen, we don't have a Dynamo MLS match for a month. Because we Thank are the good Lord, right? We are entering the league's cup and Manny is going to explain to you more casual fans what the league cup is. All right. So here we go. We have two leagues coming together. We have MLS and Liga MX. There's 15 groups with three teams. Uh, top two teams from each group will advance. Um, plus the reigning champions of the MLS and Liga MX. So then they'll go to knockout stages where uh, we'll follow next pros format of one point for a tie and an additional point following a PK shootout. So if it goes to PKs, then you get two points if you win that PK shootout. So the top three teams, yeah, it is fun. It is, it is makes it a little more interesting, right? Top three teams will earn a spot in the CONCACAF Champions League. So that's pretty cool, right? And then uh, that's pretty much how the whole tournament will go, right? Um, and I think the main thing to take away from all of that is that it's pointless, really. Um, <laughs> that's that is the the main thing I'm trying to convey here is that it's really just a way for more people that are already rich to make more money and to basically try to run the legs off all the players in the leagues. 
uh, I think that's what's going on here. What do you guys think? Is that was I am I off? Am I am I just making this up? Is that how you guys feel? I don't know. Well, that takes me to my the only real question I have about the league's cup is should we even should Ben be thinking this is something we need to win, or should he be thinking let's bow out at the group stage and rest up the whole month because it's a month long tournament. Take that time off, get the players back in sync of what tactically he wants to do, what any changes he wants to make. This is a month long. It's like basically a new preseason in the middle of the season for him. If, if he takes that approach, Kyle, what do you think? I would absolutely not hate for him to take that approach. Um, I have a hard time thinking that any professional manager coach is like going to, you know, unless he like is in the mob or the mafia or something. And he's like (laughs) trying to like, you know, take the bribe and get his team out. But like, if I, I, I think, Based on where we're at in the table in the MLS and the state of our players right now and the state of our organization, like it would be totally understandable for us to just, you know, field a C team and hope for the best. Um, And by C team, I just mean relative context here. I would absolutely love to see some dose guys get a really solid run. I don't know how, I don't know how Kenny Bundy feels about, letting all of his star players go for that month, but I don't really care. I would like to see them play. Um, I'd like to see those guys get the minutes and I, uh, I'd be very happy with that. And if they win, that's incredible. Totally cool. If they don't, that might be expected. And then everybody comes back home and we get lots of time to rest and prepare for the really, really important second half of the season that we absolutely have to fight tooth and nail for to get that playoff spot. Man, you got anything to add to that? Yeah. So, you know, earlier in the Dana Bros pod, the last one we had, Scroggins said that there's probably some like stipulations or rules that say that they have to play, uh, you know, either so many starters or they have to play, you know, t- players that are already on the first team or something like that. Um, and that's why we w- won't see any rotation. Uh, I say screw it. I say yep. that. If if there's a fine that comes with playing babies, take the fine. Like, break the rules. Yeah, if Inter can break the rules, if Inter Miami can break the rules to get Messi on their team, as far as I'm concerned at this point, there are no rules. Yeah, like if if you can break one rule for, and I know Messi is the goat. Like I get it, I understand, but screw it. Like if the rules don't apply for everybody, then the rules don't apply, and that counts for anything that you have going on that's MLS related at this point. So if the rule is you can't play babies for some reason because XYZ reasons, it's this tournament set up, like we expect the good players to be there so we can have fans come and see who they expect to see, pay the fine, play your babies, and move on. Right, just let Ben Olsen get Daddy Ted on the phone and say, hey man, we're going to need a little extra cash because we're breaking a lot of rules. Some cheddar, give us some cheddar. Ted, you ever heard of the League Cup? No? Okay, well, it's going to cost you a little money, but don't <laughs> worry about it. I've got this. I would love that conversation. And this is hard for me, guys, because I am all about winning. You know, when I follow a team, I expect them to try their very best to be winners. I like the Houston Astros. I had such a hard time during those those dark years where we were intentionally putting out a AAA-level team to compete in the major leagues and a AAA-level salary 
to compete against major league teams. It just felt like, how dare you do that to the fans? But we are in the MLS. We have the tightest, most constraining roster rules I've ever heard of for any league. And we compete in four tournaments, MLS, League Cup, Open Cup, um, what am I forgetting here? Oh, then the Champions League, if you qualify for that. Uh, it's just, it's outrageous with the number of players and the number of good players you're allowed to have, you know, in a sense of top players, like talent-wise. So not just talent-wise, but also numbers-wise. It just doesn't make any sense. How can we how can we be expected to compete well in four different tournaments, or in our case, three different tournaments, because I don't think we were in Champions League this year. It's just, or <laughs> can't remember the last time. What 2019 was probably the last time we were champions. Even, but that, that was funny, Sinski. You made me laugh real hard there. <laughs> but you know I what I mean? I like, how can they expect us to do that with these roster rules? And I really do think Messi coming is probably going to cause some changes to the roster rules next season or the season after that when when the owners get together and say, look, we also want Messi's or whatever Messi-esque type players are available. And how can we change the rules to make this happen? I bet they'll figure something out. But in this case, this goes against everything I'm about. I'm saying, I'm with y'all. Let's lose in the group stage. Let's play players who probably aren't going to get it done. If they do get it done, great. They can keep going. But let's not play Hector. Let's not play Arturo. Let's not play Escobar. Let's not play Baird. Let's not play these guys who are playing multiple games a week, week in, week out, in 100-plus degree heat in Houston. Give them the time off. Get them recuperated. Get the tactics back set. Get the formation set. Figure out a way to get his playoffs. We should not be in ninth place. Amen. You look at the potential. like Double some amen. Of the, some of the games that we have had this season are incredible. Our defense is one of the best defenses in the league. Our midfield is incredible. We just have to figure out how to score goals. And Ben has a month. If he plays this league right, this league's cup right, he has a month to figure that out. And I'm going to be really frustrated if we don't. And then I said at the beginning of the season, if this season we don't hit playoffs, somebody's head has got to roll. There's got to be something happening, either Pat or Asher, who I love, or Ben. Something's got to happen. Nine playoff spots. We can't get one with the moves that we made this summer and just problems. Kyle, Get me off my soapbox. All right, I will, and I'll just turn it around on you. Sinski, imagine a future where we win both the League's Cup and the Open Cup, but we crash out of playoffs. We drop down to like 12th in the West. Are you happy? I'm happy. That's a double, man. Are you kidding me? That's a double. <laughs> but I'm just look how far we are in the Open Cup. We're we're nearly there. We are semi-final. We're winning that. We're winning that thing. Okay? We have to. We are we're we are scraping for a playoff spot right now. We shouldn't be. Our team has played well enough, in my opinion, that that we're a top five or six. That's where we should be, minus these like crazy blowout games. I just don't get it. Now, somebody's going to say that's the stupidest thing I've ever heard, and that might be me if someone else had said it, but I'm saying it. We should be higher up the table than we are. And in this instance, this League Cup does not make sense to me. I want the quadruple. I want it. But the t- the the league does not allow for a team like the Houston Dynamo to be able to compete because we aren't Miami. We're not LA and we're not New York. 
So the rules don't get bent for us. Our rosters stink. We've been down an international slot for years because of the dumbest trade in MLS history. I guess tied because there's another team that also is down an internet in internet international slot for per, perpetuity. Just absolutely outrageous. This league allows some of the silliest things. But I'm not jumping back on a soapbox. No, I'm moving forward. Manny, our first game is in this league's cup is against Orlando. Give me the deets. Yep, so our first game is against Orlando. It is uh, Friday, July 21st, so this Friday at 7 p.m., uh, maybe 8 p.m. I'm not sure if we don't know if it's in Eastern or Central time yet. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, you know, Orlando, they sit in fifth in the Eastern Conference. Last five games, they're 3-1-1, so they're doing, you know, pretty decent. Um, they're scoring more than we have, so that's nice for them. Uh, and <laughs> Yeah, good uh, job, Orlando. Uh, but they're also conceding more than us. So, you know, take that with a grain of salt. Honestly, though, do I care? No, I think I've made my point clear. I, I don't care. Like, I, I want us to crash out of this thing. I want us to play the babies. Um, I, I hope that we do. I'm going to predict the scoreline right now. I'm going to go ahead and jump to that. And uh, if you guys don't like it, that's okay. I hope we play babies and that we lose one, two. All right. First game, first loss. We're going to keep it tight. We're going to play babies. We're going to keep it tight. One, two. Still lost, though. Kyle, do you think our uh, youth can score a goal against Orlando? What's your prediction? Yeah, I think they could. Um, I I fully believe in Dynados. Those guys can tear it up. Isaiah LaFleur, you know, Diego Gonzalez, Yair Gonzalez, all these dudes that know how to score. They, they can also get on just the got shoot. their first win in a long time. Okay, yeah, but they did it. So good for them. <laughs> You're right. You're time right. You scored for Dynados, Sinski. Thank you. Um, yeah, but again, I'd be totally fine if they didn't, and we didn't win. That'd be fine too. I'm hoping for a, a two-zero defeat, maybe even a three-zero defeat in this match, so that Ben doesn't think like, "Oh, maybe we got a shot and try to win with with better players in the uh, next match." So I'm predicting a a bully beatdown. Two or three zero defeat. And I don't know who Orlando's got that's going to score on us, but right now it's looking like anybody can if they want to. So there it is. All right. Kyle, tell me about the second game in our League Cup because we have two this week for the League Cup. Another two-game week or kind of like within like, what, three or four days of each other. Yeah, it it technically rolls into the next week, but... You know, on a seven day rolling calendar type situation, it is part right. of the same week. So the way time works, it does technically fit into one week. It's a circle, um, right? Right. Flat circle. A flat one. So, yes. There you go. Yeah. Like no, here. this is a this is a um, game at home, although I think technically we're listed as the away team for some reason. But we are at home at the shell against uh, Liga MX side club Santos Laguna. And this game will be Tuesday, July 25th, 7.30 p.m. at the Shell. And uh, this this could be a fun one. We have like a very slight history with Santos Laguna. Um, old school fans can think way back to the 2013 CONCACAF Champions League. Um, we ended up making it out of our group and going up against Santos Laguna in the quarterfinals um, over a two-leg um, aggregate score we lost three to one. Um, so we held them one nil and then we uh, 
did not do well in the second leg. So um, that's kind of our, our history with them. So there's not much there, um, but it's, you know, we both have a win. We both have a loss. So this is like the ultimate tiebreaker situation time. Who is the actual ultimate team 10 years down the road? Who can be the one to finally establish dominance over the other? I'm excited. It's going to end in a tie. <laughs> it can't. Somebody has to win, not. sort of. Sort of. Yeah. And there they get be two a penalty points, shootout. Which is cool and silly at the same time. <laughs> and it just it just dawned on me, probably not you guys, y'all were thinking about this, but we have to really bomb it to 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 fall out in the group stage because two of the three teams will move on. That stinks. Yeah, how many like, games are is it home and away for each? Do we play four games? Is it just two games? How does this work? I don't understand what we're doing. I'm not it's sure. It's all man. pointless, Kyle. It doesn't matter. <laughs> but how many games is it gonna be? A thousand. One, who knows? Who cares? That's all I'm saying. All right. Yeah, I don't care. I don't know why I'm asking. (laughs) Too many, too many games. Even if it was just one, it'd be one too many. All right. Now, you guys are probably wondering, there was no Dinobot. Well, let's go ahead and let Dinobot have his say. Dinobot apologizes that he does not have any predictions for the League's Cup. The League's Cup is too boring for Dinobot to have any predictions. Dinobot will return with more predictions in August for the MLS games. Dale, 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 Dynamo, and stay faithful. Not even Dinobot cares about the League's Cup, so <laughs> so I guess Manny's 0-0 tie will be fine. But Manny, I have to ask, who wins the penalty shootout? Do we get the two points, or do they? Uh, you know what? Uh, Bossy's going to play this game. Because he's he's been sitting, he got to sit out for a little bit the last game. He's going to play the second game, uh, and he's a penalty penalty merchant, right? Even though he only gets to take the one, but who knows the rules anymore? So maybe he gets to take all five, right? That's true. <laughs> In this scenario, he puts away all five, of course, and we win this one. So it's going to be zero zero draw, but we do take the points, the two points from the penalty shootout. Okay, I don't know if I should be happy or upset about that. Uh, Kyle, what's your prediction for the Santos Laguna matchup? Uh. I think, I don't know. We're going to win in penalties for some reason. I don't know why, but we're going to. Okay. This, is, this is a hard one for me to judge. I don't really watch Liga MX, so I don't know. But, you know, like I said, I'm hoping this goes against everything I am about. This is so hard for me to say. I'm hoping that we lose it outright. I don't even want two points in a penalty. I don't want the one point from the draw because I feel like that could scarily move us into further up this cup. I want our players focused on the league, focused on the open cup. So I hope we lose. And I hope it's just a 1-0 defeat so that we don't look too bad against another country's like clubs. You know? Got to represent at least a little bit, somewhat. America. Amen. So that's that. Time to move on to the fun wrap-up. You'll notice... Faithful fans, especially if you're MLS fans, we did not mention during the league news about Lionel Messi's return. Not, at least not much. So that's because we're saving it here for the fun wrap-up. He has arrived, and it's one of the biggest sporting events in history. More people watch that than the NBA Finals. So here's my question for you guys. Who is your current big but older name that you would want to see come to the MLS next. Kyle, I'll let you start us off. Sure thing. Um, I'm going to I'm gonna take this for the Dynamo because that's my team. Those are my boys. 
and I want us to excel. So this fictional transfer is going to happen for our team. And of it, it goes way back in my heart to my to my Lily White love in North London, my Tottenham boys. I'm going to bring back the old man, the old maestro himself, that Eastern European Croatian wizard, Luka Modric, is coming to the Dynamo as the 10 that was prophesied by Pat Onstad himself. Luka Modric is going to absolutely... He, he might, he's probably 40 at this point. I think he might be 40, but he will absolutely destroy in our midfield with Hector Herrera, Artur, Coco feeding. He, he's just going to, outside of the foot, Travella bombs constantly into the box for Thor to, to bang away. Like It's just unbeatable, and I would love to see that man come play in the orange. All right, that's a good shout. That would be pretty cool. Um Kind of forgot Modric even ever played for Tottenham. So maybe I never even knew it. I don't know. Um, Manny, who would you bring in? Uh, Kyle, you made my my Lily White heart so happy. So I knew that way way to get you. When this question was first asked, (laughs) we can. That's that's part of our friendship. I heard Um, that lane was taken. So whenever the question was first asked before we started, the two names that popped into my mind were both midfielders. It was Luka Modric and then it was Kevin De Bruyne. But then I was like, you know what? Like this is for same as Kyle. This is for Dynamo. We don't need midfielders right now. As much as I would love to see either of those guys obviously play for Houston Dynamo, we don't need midfielders. We need someone that can finish a ball right now. So then the two next names came to my mind, and the first one was Robert Lewandowski, right? Good and because that man can finish a ball like nobody's business. But the second one is Sonny. And Hungman's son is the name that's coming over because, again, my lily white heart just can't help itself. So from white to orange, the boy's coming. He can play anything in the front line. And guess what? No matter if he's on the left or the right, he's still going to put away more balls than anybody else on that team right now, even if he's not playing as a center striker. Son could play left back for us and still be the top goal scorer on our team that season. 100%. 100%. He would just run through everybody like he did for the Puskas uh, Puskas goal that he had, um, but yeah, Sonny is the man. He is uh, 31, I believe, this the summer, and so you know, over the age of 30, uh, hitting his twilight years when it comes to professional sports, uh, a little ways off from that, but still over 30, he qualifies. Sonny is the man, and he make everybody so happy too. He would just bring <laughs> that so much joy. That is a uh, that's interesting. You know, not everybody's a uh, Tottenham fan. Some of us. Uh, when we cut ourselves open, our blood is red, you know, like a, like a, like a man, like a human being. And when I say red, I mean red devil red. I'm, I'm kind of blessed as a Manchester United fan and an MLS fan to get to see a lot of my players come over and finish out their careers here, specifically Wayne Rooney, David Beckham, um, more recently Zlatan was here, you know, so very awesome. Getting to see Zlatan play was incredible. Didn't think that would happen. And to make the Manchester United like completion set, it's got to be Cristiano Ronaldo. He said today, Saudi Arabia is a better league than the MLS. And you know what? I don't know. They're bringing in some like top players. So, so maybe there's a lot of skill there. I don't know. I'm not here to compare the two. 
But I don't care what he says about the MLS. He could talk about it being the trashiest league in the whole world. If he came and played for it, I would pay to see him play. Am I going to go to a Lionel Messi match? No. Can't afford it. Not worth it. Cristiano Ronaldo comes over. They make the same prices. I'm finding a way. You know what? Oh, shoot. Got to have ramen for dinner this week. You're fine, kids. It'll, it'll be delicious. We're watching the greatest striker of all time play. That'd be so cool. That'd be so cool. I would love it. You know what? That's going to wrap us up here. Thank you all for listening and watching. And however it is you view a podcast, make sure you like and subscribe, whether that's Spotify, whether that's Apple Podcasts. That was at a game, the Minnesota game, and I shouted out our Dynamo faithful. Got us a new follower. Shout out to that guy. We love you. We're grateful for you. Stay faithful. Thank you for listening to the Dynamo Faithful Podcast. We are Chris Sinski, Manny Farcier, Christopher Scroggins, Jake Barry, Kyle McGuire, Emmett Rumfield, and James Franklin. Dynamo Faithful is produced by Ian Gregory Graff with marketing and design from Zach Bellow. Dynabot is powered by predictions from 538 Club Soccer Predictions. Learn more at 538.com. Music provided by Alex Grohl on Pixabay. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at dynamo underscore faithful and send your questions to dynamofaithfulpod at gmail.com. Thanks for listening and stay faithful. The robots are, what is that? How does the song go, Kyle? The humans are dead. Oh yeah, there you go. <laughs> By the Concords, classic. Yes. Look yeah. at that one, it's dead. <laughs> I poked it, affirmative, it was dead. <laughs> They were the Concords fun wrap up one day. Ooh, I love it. And that's our phone wrap. <laughs> <laughs> Unique New York. Unique New York. <laughs> what did your voice just do? <laughs> A lot hey, of wherever that bloop, nap, nap. That's our phone wrap. <laughs> okay. Well, in the name of Elmer Fudd. No, that's not it. Not his name. In his words. Okay. I got you, Ian. I got No, come back. Come back. Don't go, Jack. Don't go. All right. He can still hear you. Since Sorry, I'm just, I'm, just, I'm, just, I'm just cracking up. Okay, it's fine. I can do this. I can wrap us up. And in the words of Elmer Fudd, no, it's not Elmer Fudd who says it. It's Porky the Pig.